0: Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and live in our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hello, everyone. Uh, It's good to be back in your balls again. I hope you had a great week. This week, we're going to talk about how you focus your mind on what it is you really want to get after it and get it. So what we're not talking about here is the process of manifestation. What we are talking about is choosing a goal and actually doing the, the work. So some manifestation might show up uh, along the way, some magic might show up, but we are not going to count on it. We'll just welcome it if it comes. So I want to start off with a short story that I think illustrates what I'm talking about today. Uh, Warren Buffett got on his private plane once and his pilot asked him for some success, career success advice. And Warren said, write down the top 25 priorities of your life and then circle the top five, like the ones that are most important to you. So he does that and then he says this in a quote, take a good look at the 20 goals you didn't circle. These are your avoid at all cost items they're what the most poten- they have the most potential to distract you. They will eat away at your time and energy and prevent you from focusing on what matters. They may take you to they may make you take your eye off the ball, lose track of the game and prevent you from scoring. Now, I think that's pretty cool advice, but nah, I think it's a little misleading when it comes to Warren Buffett. I mean, Let's talk about him for a second. A billionaire who by anyone's definition is very quirky and lives a very simple life. Or maybe you don't know about uh, Warren Buffett, but he's one of the most richest men in the world and he lives a very simple life. His kids are grown, he lives in the same house in Nebraska since 1958, I think he drives like a Toyota or something like that, and he's pretty maniacally focused on one thing, which is his work. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, his first wife actually took on the responsibility of finding and connecting him to his next wife because she knew he probably wouldn't do that for himself. Uh, That story sticks in my mind. I'm not sure what all the particulars were, but yeah, it happened. So what does that tell you about Warren Buffett? He actually doesn't focus on five priorities. He kind of just focuses on one thing and he's really good at it. But most of us don't aspire to be, you know, Warren Buffett kooky, I shouldn't say kooky, he's a a brilliant, brilliant man, but he he just has his little proclivities. We want more of a well-rounded life, which is fair, but the principles behind Buffett's success are the same. Pick one thing that you want to create, achieve, or overcome, and focus your mind on it until it's complete. Then move on to your next thing. Now, personally, I think anything more than one goal at a time is probably too much for those of us who struggle with overwhelm, follow through, and distraction, especially since we have to balance that one thing with the responsibilities of being an adult. So where am I going with this? The first principle of focusing your mind on what it is you really, really want is to figure out what that thing is and be very clear about it. And be very clear that it is the most important thing in the morning, in in the moment. It is your highest and only priority in the moment. It doesn't have to be your highest priority forever, but it is until you make it a reality. So, your next step is to define what success looks like. I really want you to take that first point very seriously. If I could just jump back and underscore it one more time, guys. I know we all have so many things we want to accomplish in life and you know when it comes to entrepreneurship and starting businesses in particular I hear a lot of folks say oh I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur I'm doing all these various different things but that just takes you a million directions and a millimeter of success like your energy just gets diverted far too much to be successful at any one thing so so I would encourage you to take time to really define if you can only focus on one thing, what will that one thing be? And then I want you to define what success looks like. So this is going to be your goal post and the sign that you've completed your goal so you can celebrate your success and integrate it into your self-identity and then move on to the next thing you want to achieve. So I will give you an example on this. Years ago, I struggled to be consistent with exercise Uh, Mostly because I put it off until after work and then of course after work I was always so freaking tired so I just didn't do it. Not doing my workout made me feel crappy both emotionally, physically, and mentally. It was so important for me to do this consistently. So I had to have a talk with myself and I said, Karen, your top priority has to be getting your workout done first thing in the morning because it makes my life go so much smoother from sleeping better to thinking nicer thoughts about myself, being consistent with my workouts has to become my one important thing because it makes me my best self. Now, of course, at the time, what I didn't know was that that daily exercise routine was necessary to keep my ADHD symptoms under control. I didn't have the words or the awareness of that at the time, but I just knew that I had to do it or else my brain was like a drunk toddler. (laughs) So uh, I knew it was important. So this brings me to my next point. Once you have gone through the process and taken the time to define what it is you want to achieve, if it's worth achieving, you should have An outcome or every outcome goal worth achieving deserves a process goal to support it. So note, this is not a net new goal, but it is the way you're going to hold yourself accountable and know that you're on track to achieve what the outcome is that you're aiming for. Let me give you an example. Back to my inconsistent workout habit. My process goal to support my outcome goal was to work out six days a week, first thing in the morning. Now, I knew I would be successful with my progress goal if there was no internal drama in my head around waking up and just doing it. I just wanted to wake up and do my workout kind of like I wake up and brush my teeth. You know, I want it to be that simple. So to do this, I had to come up with a fail-proof, fail, oh, that's hard to say, fail-proof plan. (laughs) I knew I had to work out at home because there was just no way in hell I was going to a gym first thing in the morning, and it had to be quick and fun because otherwise... I wouldn't have the time or interest to do it. So I picked this workout called Transform 20, which is a fun 20-minute workout. It's cardio, it's a step-based workout, and it's so fun and I love the instructor. And I did that every single day for six days a week for six weeks. And then I picked another workout that was also short, also fun, and I did that for six more weeks. So now three months in, the habit of working out first thing in the morning has started to become ingrained in me. So check, that's my process goal achieved. In fact, I got to the point where if I didn't do my workout, I'd feel weird, kind of like as though I'd forgotten to put on pants before I left the house. You know know how that is, like you feel naked if you forget to wear your watch one day, I felt that way if I didn't work out in the morning. It just became ingrained in me, and it still is to this day. I I have zero drama about working out first thing in the morning. It's part of who I am. It's a very strong piece of my identity. I'm not perfect at it, and some days my movement is just a long walk, but I do it every doodah day. Some days it's not first thing, but I always get it done because it's a habit. So that is my outcome goal achieved. Now, you might be wondering how long you should commit yourself to your one thing. And I think it depends on whether it's a target goal, like a revenue number or a weight on the scale, or a habit goal. So habit goals are harder to define. You have to give yourself time to build a consistent rhythm and that stickiness. So I recommend at least two months. Actually, I've heard research say that it takes on average 66 days to build build a new habit. So there you go, (laughs) 66 days. Should be your goal, maybe, I don't know. Uh, And I'm sure you're wondering, do you really only have to commit to one thing? And to that, I could say, do whatever you want, but know this, every time you put more than one thing on your plate to focus on, your energy is split in half and your results will most likely follow suit. I keep coming back to that thought of um, a million different directions, uh, or a millimeter in in a million different directions, that's what the quote is, a millimeter in a million different directions, which is pretty much going nowhere, a lot, (laughs) but expending a lot of energy and really, All of this comes uh, in the service of um, just being more intentional about your energy because we don't have unlimited energy. And if we want to achieve what it is we want to achieve, we have to be maniacal about focusing our energy on what that is. So now that we know uh, what we're focused on, how do you focus your mind to get it? So part of this is figuring out what steps you need to take to get after it. And while that's important, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing, in my humble opinion, is to do some some thought work around your goal. Because here's the thing, if somewhere in your mind there's a belief that hinders you from moving forward, then even the best laid plans will not outsmart your very strong limiting beliefs. I'll give you an example of this. So in the past I had a business where I knew my heart was just a little out of alignment with, I knew in my heart that it was just a little alignment, a little bit out of alignment, sorry, first day with a new lips, uh, with my core values. I also felt like an imposter, and I didn't think I was worthy of the vision I had set out to achieve, and generally, deep down, I also didn't believe that I would ever make money at it. I had a bad case of the not good enoughs, and it was pretty soul-crushing. So you can guess what happened. I showed up for my business, every day with this belief in my mind, and it hindered everything. Hindered my vision, strategy, execution, consistency, and of course, my results. Eventually, I closed that business. At first, I thought it was a total failure, but now I look back at it objectively and see that it was my thoughts holding me back, and I learned a valuable lesson about that, and it also earned me my entrepreneurial chop. So I hope that uh, you can learn from my mistake and really take your negative thoughts or limiting beliefs very seriously. Now, this is where a coach can be an invaluable investment. I think all entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs should have a coach because no matter what it is you're trying to get after, business, health, whatever, uh, your success is limited to your capacity to believe it's possible for you. Boom. Let me say that again. Your success is limited to your capacity to believe it's possible for you. So for example, if you've tried and failed at weight loss in the past and you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to try this new thing, but I always fail, so this will probably fail too, what do you think happens? You know it. So how do we change our thoughts? If you don't have the resources to work with a coach, I recommend checking out The Work by Byron Katie. Essentially, her model is to question your thoughts turn them around, and poke holes in them. The process is super helpful for loosening your grips on your strongest limiting beliefs. I also like the work of Albert Ellis. He is a psychologist that came up with the ABCDE model for thought change. Now, you may have heard what I'm going to share with you um, from other coaches that use a similar model, but I want you to know that this is where it came from and this is where the credit is due. So imagine a table and the table has uh, four rows and two columns and the column on the left. And I'm actually going to have this, all of this on my blog post that accompanies this podcast. So if you click into the description of the podcast on the browser or the app that you're listening on, you will see a link and it'll say click to, you know, link to the podcast. I mean, the blog post. So you're going to click over to the blog post and it will be there. And I will make it downloadable for you as well. Actually, I'll do it in a spreadsheet so that you can actually do the work right on the spreadsheet. So I digress. We have this table and on the first column it says uh, A is for adversity, B is for beliefs, C is for consequence, D is for dispute, and E is for effects of replacing B. And that'll make sense in a minute. So, and they're one after the other, right? So this is, we're doing this in sequential order. So A, adversity, is what has actually happened or what is the circumstance. Maybe that's, you know, I want to lose weight, but I've was- I've lost weight and the- I've never lost weight in the past. I've failed at every diet I've ever done. So I think that that's going to happen again. And that might be, you know, what's happened. And then your belief is what your belief or unmet expectation is. So you might be believing that you're going to fail every time or your unmet expectation is that you never lost weight and diets don't work for you the consequence is how do i feel as a result of these beliefs and expectations well you probably feel pretty crappy and not very excited about going on another diet d for dispute is disputing that belief so is this belief really true are there alternate ways of looking at this so that it's also true are there alternate evidence and that you can evaluate the belief and see that it is flawed or faulty so Maybe you've lost a few pounds in the past. Maybe your goal may have been a 40 and you only lost 10, but that means that you did lose weight and that diet worked. Or, you know, I, I hate using the, the example of a diet, but it's just the easiest thing and first thing came off my head. But you can see how very often we catastrophize and we assume that when something bad happens, it will always happen, but that is not the case unless we believe it to be true, in which case... We never try again and therefore we never see the results we want and we prove ourselves right. Back to this uh, little model. So E is for effects of replacing B. So as you remember, B was belief. So if you ask yourself, if I believe what's in the B line, which is, you know, uh, I, I've never been able to lose weight in the, fa- uh, in the past, how does it make you feel? Well, if it makes you feel unempowered, you're not going to get far. But if I believe instead, which is, in, which is it, what that which is in the D line, which was the dispute, remember, does that make me feel better? What is the belief for me to hold on to based on this evaluation? So that's, that's it in a nutshell. And again, I'll link to it uh, in the podcast uh, description. Uh, but it's really helpful for noodling on beliefs and just doing thought work to ensure that you are not holding on to beliefs that are false or flawed. Or, you know, soul sucking, because nobody wants that, right? So, if you feel like you're better at verbalizing thoughts, um, I would still use this model, but try doing it in a voice dictation app like Google Documents or Evernote and speak the words into the app so that the words, you know, are then transcribed into the app. Because I want you to actually look at what you're saying and visually see it so that you can process it visually. Uh, and now we're going to move on. So know your why and how badly you want it. And this is the last point I'm going to drill home, uh, because it is important and it's the piece that makes follow through possible. So I encourage you to answer the following questions for yourself. And this will be in the blog post as well. Why do you want this to be your one thing? Why is it important to you? Why is it important to you right now? What do you risk losing or not having if you give up before you achieve this one thing? Can you live with that? What are you willing to give up, be it time, energy or money, to achieve your one thing? Do you really want this bad enough that you will focus your undivided attention until it's complete? Is there anything in your mind or in your external reality that may hold you back from achieving it? And finally, what are you willing to do to remove that obstacle? Do you constantly feel busy, but never seem to get anything done? Or maybe you're always in a perpetual state of getting organized, but you never quite get there. I help my clients get clear on their needs so they can get them met, define their wants so they can say no to everything else, and create super loving boundaries so they can stay focused on what's important to them. If this sounds like something that you could use help with in 2022, then please, I invite you to explore working with me. You can find out more about my coaching programs at itsadhdfriendly.com forward slash coaching. That's itsadhdfriendly.com forward slash coaching, or just click the link in the show notes. I would love to work with you in 2022. Let's make it the best year ever. Now, I think if you can answer those questions viably, then you've got yourself a winner, winner, chicken dinner of a goal and a strong enough why to really focus your mind on achieving it. So to wrap up, we've covered the what, which is your outcome goal, your one outcome goal, and the how, which is your process goal, and your very important why. We've also addressed how to combat limiting beliefs that should never be underestimated, and as I've said before, this is the one thing that holds most of us back. So please do your thought work, and that's it. And uh, if you want some help with this, either defining what that one thing is, or building a plan to execute, then I really encourage you to reach out to me. So when you're on my website uh, reading this blog post and getting all this juicy info, I encourage you to go over to the coaching tab and check it out because I only have two spots for one-on-one clients in January left. And I would love to work with you on this and let this be the year that you get the results you've been hoping for for how long? Like months, years? (laughs) Let this be the year. So. Yin, I would love to work with you. Thank you for listening. Give me a five-star review if you thought this was worth it and gave you some uh, good food for thought, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, guys.